Yeah. So I'm just going to actually include everything. Okay. So here we are again, week week 4,000, <laughs> and we're on our 300 cycle. Yeah. Around yeah. the sun. And I don't know. I, I'm not going to vote for Trump uh, because I know his ploys. I have spent thousands of dollars on Trump U. I've read about five of his books. Uh, for most of his supporters, they think they know his mind because he says some beautiful words. Maybe you should read the books first and actually take part in Trump U and see what happens. Because this Trump U doesn't exist anymore, there's a class action settlement. We're supposed to be getting thousands back. But Well, I was just reading an article recently where they were discussing his family history, um, where his, father, his grandfather was a, a pimp and a tax dodger. I believe that. Uh, what do you think Trump does right now? He does he dodges taxes. That's what he. The whole idea behind his books, if you actually, if people actually go out and find them, there was Trump one hundred and one. There's the Trump one hundred and one in business, one hundred and one marketing, one hundred and one real estate, one hundred and one entrepreneurship, one hundred and one. And you know, he has a whole series of them. It's all about tax dodging, how to get more, you know, more money and pay less taxes. And people don't think, well, he's this great American guy. Well, he's folks. He's not paying his taxes. He's, and he's getting away with it legally because they they go out and they actually, you know, they go down to K Street and they have lobbyists who work for really wealthy men who help influence politics and help to write the laws. Now, this is uh, one topic I've been reluctant to discuss because it's, uh, it's I don't know, I mean... Uh, it's toxic. Yeah, I mean, you get started and you don't want to stop, you know. Well, that, that leads me into my main point is that... Trump's really a lizard, and they sent here to terraform Earth, and that's why we see all these weird swings in the weather happening. I disagree. I believe he's from the pumpkin people. Okay, <laughs> he, is, he is the pumpkin people. <laughs> I just keep waiting for the day when the, there's a really good gust of wind when he's coming off Air Force One, and that yeah. whole thing just blows right off. But hey, look, if I had, I, I ain't gonna lie though. I, I got to be honest and upfront. If I were to win the lotto tomorrow. I would donate a million dollars to his campaign just to get my sister out. <laughs> I really would. Just to get your sister out? Yeah, unfortunately, she's uh, she's incarcerated, and uh, I think the sentence was a little excessive. And if I could, I would do what I ha- whatever I have to, uh, vote for him if I had to, to get her out. That's only if you'd uh, pardon her. Doesn't doesn't mean you have to like him. Yeah. I mean, who? When's the last time you had a president we liked? Uh, See, <laughs> I've noticed something though. If if you if you look online, like like you you see like newspaper stuff. Um, um, I see a lot of stuff where a lot of Republicans go on the tack, and they're vicious compared to liberals. Like seriously vicious. Um. And it's just, it's just crazy. It's to me, the whole thing is crazy. It's, it's a rigged system. Um, and it's only, it's only made for two people, the poor and the rich. And most of us are not in that second class. So, and I'm not supporting socialism. Well, the other big thing too, crazy people think, well, he's socialist and like, look what Stalin did. Yeah. Stalin had five years, five year plans and so did Mao Zedong. Having free healthcare does not equal a five year plan. I mean, you cannot compare the two. That's like saying you can't really compare Trump to Hitler either. They're two completely different people. You can't compare the five-year plans to to free healthcare. It's two separate different things. And people will be like, well, taxpayers are paying for it. Well, 
maybe you should look at other things that your taxes are paying for. And maybe humanity should take some steps forward and pay taxes to programs that, I mean, are not defunct and will work better. If not, maybe just deregulate the whole system and let the business have a free-for-all and see who wins, comes out on top. Yeah, yeah. People wouldn't like that either because then other competitive people would be like, I don't have to have a license now to sell pot or I don't have to have a license to sell beer, so I'm going to start buying tons of beer and I'm going to compete with Joe Blow down the street. And some people are just sitting back and they're sitting fat and happy because they have that license. And then somebody else comes along and takes all their customers because they're going to do it a lot better than they can. And people wouldn't like it that way either. I mean, you can never win in the system. It's it's crazy. Well, we're we're probably the country that has perfected capitalism down to the T. You know, down down to taxing the smallest thing. If you ever think about how many taxes we pay, we pay taxes for taxes. We even pay a tax on your way out when you die. It's ridiculous. Yeah, and you know, if if you if you're a citizen of the United States and you live in another country, you still have to pay taxes. If you're working for, even if you're working for a foreign uh, entity, yeah, you, you actually have to pay uh, your taxes even when you're overseas. That's that's kind of ridiculous. Twelve percent, I believe it's uh, even in the yeah. state of Washington. I was thinking, man, you got to have like a license for every single thing you do, and it's like it's it's harsh on small businesses. It's harsh on employers. It's probably an unnecessary burden. You look at a lot of these licenses, they're over like, you know, 1500 bucks. Who really has that realistically when they have to pay for medical bills, socialized medicine, they have to do all this other stuff. And um, the entities we work for, you have to have a license. Yeah. No, you, know, you have to have a license just to, you know, sell something to, to our, to our establishment. It's it, the whole system's rigged yeah. and it's weird when you actually see it and say, it has nothing really to do to, with these political parties. That's just a, it's, those are long defunct old systems that are overdue for a, a massive overhaul and not some crazy revolution either, just a re-looking at how it's all done. And I would say you can't really lay the blame at any party's feet. You probably can lay it up both ears. Because all of them are human. <laughs> Yeah, they all have the same flaws. They all want to have a better idea than somebody else, and and then somebody comes up with this tax idea, another oh a new tax. Oh, well, yeah, yeah, that would help solve this problem, the one that we created by having to have uh, this. this kind of like yeah. kind of like what is it called? Like, I have nothing against Sierra Club, but so you get my you get their thing in the mail. It's, you know, bees save the bees. Bees are important. So if we lose bees, it's just it's a no brainer. You're going to lose a ton ton of vegetables and a ton of fruits that a lot of people like a lot of people find sweet they rely on um you're gonna lose a lot of honey i mean what does that say about you know certain kind of alcohols you like you know etc but then i was thinking well the sierra club like so they're having a class action lawsuit with the federal government the epa to take action in certain areas but I mean, think about it you know they're just pushing paperwork they're not really taking real are they really taking physical action to actually do anything or is it just pushing paperwork like i said at our own job we spend more time building our own back end in this whole political thing this system versus actually going out and helping what we're supposed to be helping the customer or going out and planting some trees or maybe even um, coming up with new ideas on how to help farmers farm and letting them letting farmers actually take control of their own crop and letting them use their own ideas to further, 
you know, to curb climate change. And I, and I saw some stuff people write online, like they, some NASA scientist, and she, she put a post on, I think I reposted it, but I was like, I was like, I, I felt bad because the immediate thing I thought, I was like, oh, she kind of looks like Dave Mustaine from Megadeth. And I was like, <laughs> if anybody sees it, they'll probably be like, yeah, she, she kind of does look like Dave Mustaine from Megadeth. But it was like people like were rude and writing really rude comments. And, I was, and it's just to me, I was like, you know, spend some time in a greenhouse. I have. Yeah, I have. Spend some time in a greenhouse uh, and then go suck on a tailpipe. Yeah. Because, I mean, carbon emissions are not good. On the flip side, you know, people might get heated and be like, oh, he doesn't know what he's talking about. Richard Dawson, he's a renowned, you know, biologist. And he's also in this environmental movement, Richard, not Dawson, Dawkins. And he's also a huge atheist. But then Richard Dawkins was also talking about, well, we need to make a machine which takes, I don't know if he's being facetious or sarcastic, that takes, and he doesn't seem like the type of guy that would be. Let's, let's, we need to make machines that take carbon dioxide out of there and put clean oxygen back in there. It's like, we already have those. Those are called trees. Called plants. Yes. <laughs> yeah, they're called trees. Okay. Yeah. And that's a liberal so it's 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 on both sides. It's uh to me it it brings me back to my key point. I feel like there's these underlying currents and forces. Call it cultural, call it society. Um, in anthropology, there's there's a older older probably back in the 1850s a guy who was a theorist, social theorist who th- who actually saw society as a living creature on its own. A bio bioorganism on you know based on how we interact with each other and and, yeah. and and in certain forms it's going to fight to sustain itself in that form and we see it in the form already fighting to sustain itself you know it's it's trying to fight to sustain itself even though most people know that putting more carbon in there is bad because I mean if if we look at it we see more fires uh, we're having more. Uh, uh, air quality is really bad. Drought, drought. drought. Uh, pretty, pretty much, uh, your drinking water is becoming unsafe, even no matter where you live at. Yeah. And I which can... brings me to my main point. I was thinking, like tonight, uh, Michael Adams. He actually suggested it. Talk about the possibility of aliens are already terraforming their our planet for themselves, and they're having us do it for them. And I'm not talking about aliens over in Mexico or Canada. I'm talking about extraterrestrials, extra possibly malevolent extraterrestrial beings who are doing it. And, then, and necessarily, we can say they're malevolent. I mean, do chickens look at us and think we're malevolent because of what we do to them, or even other types of animals? Well, I don't think they have the self awareness to to. What if they do contemplate? Though? Maybe that's why the uh, aliens are. Uh, looking at us that way, you know, because we can't contemplate what they are. You so know, they're like, so oh, much. let's just terraform their planet and let them do it. And well, I also, I, I, I also posted that one thing I reposted the old Art Bell. Remember that old Art Bell audio? Let me find it real quick. Where it has a caller who called in and they said they were. Uh, do, you, do you watch the, did you ever watch the uh, rebuttal to that where it was uh, the guy who who claims to be the caller, um, claims he he set that up as a hoax. Yeah, he said it was a hoax. I remember that, but I remember the original. Yeah, yeah. I remember hearing that. I, I don't think you'll be able to hear it, but people should be able to go out and hear this. 
and the guy's calling and he's saying extra. I remember hearing that when it first came out. Mm-hmm. And then, like you said, they we did a rebuttal, which probably could have, was a smear campaign because it was probably catching on. That's how I felt too. I can't remember whose album it ended up on. I think it was uh, System of a Down, if I remember right. Uh, they it, it was one of their they played it as one of their tracks uh, uh, between songs. Um, that's how popular that recording was. And it actually made a few magazine headlines uh, back. Uh, I think Rolling Stone. He uh, the, the art in, but Art Bell was the was a a piece on there, and he they brought this up. You know about how they were going to be uh, a uh, big event for a few years from now a big cataclysmic event where they were going to start to uh, uh, thin out the herd so to say for uh, humanity and the rich were already well aware of it and complicit in trying to uh, get down the population to a manageable size you know of like 10 percent of, of uh, left of humanity which would probably be about what uh, 600 million people yeah if you think about it too, what is it? A uh, you hear how rich people are. A lot of them seem like they're social Darwinists. Like they would totally do that. Like, well, we're powerful. You're not. You don't deserve to survive. Whatever we're doing. And people would be like, no, no, no. But Trump would never. Yeah, he would. No, yeah, Ob- he Obama would. wouldn't do. Yeah, he would. Uh, Obama would definitely save Malia over you. Uh, Trump would definitely save even you. You shave. He would save his son-in-law over you. That's just how we are. All humans would. I, like I would. The, I would save my kids over Trump. I mean, this. That's just how humans are. I like the way uh, um, I was watching um, the uh, Vlad TV. Um, they were. He was doing an interview uh, with uh, Too Short. And even Too Short. He, yeah. Even he believes that uh, that the CIA um, had probably had something to do with some a lot of these um, politicians' deaths. Uh, you know. The, Purposeful car crashes, um, plane crashes on accident, you know, that are in nature, you know, assassinations. Yeah. You know, that are made to look like uh, something else. I, I totally believe that, you know, because uh, if you if you are a any kind of a, you know, paranoid about what's going on in, in, the, in with the world at large, you notice that there's large swaths of scientists that are, you know, slowly but surely... You know, they're not being heard like they should. And when they do speak out on certain things and you know, they get a little more well-known, uh, something seems to always happen. <laughs> they're being um, silenced. Picked off. They're well, being picked off. Um, heart attacks, natural causes, you know, uh, or their life is destroyed, reputation. You know, I, kind of, I couldn't say what's an example, but this is something that's been going on for the last probably since the 50s, you know, uh, what was that? Uh, that Jack, and Jack Parsons, good example. You know, yeah. he died on his own. You know, that was what nineteen thirty-eight, though, if I remember right. Uh, you know, he had uh, died on his own from a, a chemical uh, experiment to uh, make a rocket fuel. If I remember right, blew up his house in it. But I mean, he was by himself. <laughs> I mean, I could picture that if you're working on rocket fuel. But a lot of people say, well, he knew, already knew how to handle these chemicals. Yeah. Yeah, that's like less like. Well, what if one of these days? I mean, nothing's happened to Bob Lazar yet, but the experiences he's had, where they've, re, you know, where they've older still, <clears throat> they've turned off their cell phones. They got rid of, you know, hit him in the bushes, and then you know the FBI raids his office, and they can repeat back word for word the conversation that he's had with uh, Jeremy Kenyon Corbell. 
Uh, it's 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 kind of crazy. You're looking for something he has, and and the the, the length at and I oftentimes they, I feel like people who work in these positions where they have legal authority they kind of work in a robotic way. Like I I I see a lot of them and they're freaking very robotic, and I'm like, you don't really know what you're doing. I mean, yeah, they do know what they're doing for their job, but they don't know what kind of effect they're actually having on the whole picture. And there's like the FBI agents, like, why wouldn't they, they're just going to go along with what, you know, raid some guy's business and, you know, oh, there's more for stuff they're not even look. they don't even know what they're looking for, but, you know. Didn't you say like something like a 30... Uh, agents showed up all from different agencies. Yeah. Pick, pick your acronym, your alphabet company. Yeah. Yeah. He's definitely <clears throat> probably got something. You know, they, they, they can't disappear him because he's got too much light on him. And that was the yeah. whole purpose of him coming out in the first place. So, you know, they can't do anything to him. I mean, they could, but uh, it would just, you know, fuel everybody's uh, paranoia about, you know, him being right, that there something's going to happen. You know, there's a lot of uh, speculation of what he actually knows, and he doesn't. He hasn't really. Uh, he ain't really saying everything. That at one time or another, he maybe he got a look at a, a plan on paper. I think I think yeah. he did get to see, or according to his accounts, he had to help reverse engineer. I think it was the engine, mm-hmm. not the engine. That's its propulsion system, and it was like a how he described it as a. Uh, a gravity amplifier with a like some kind of reactor yeah i just uh love those uh gravity amplifiers and then like a core a special core that was ran by this certain element was it 113 element 115 115 yeah uh where it could affect uh, gravity on uh on a large scale depending on how much electricity you apply to it the problem was is that the uh the we we haven't exactly mastered how to manufacture the materials it was made out of yet. Well, I, I know they synthetically made it, but I don't know if they can make it to exactly how this thing is. Like, what is it? A, and it's weird where it came from, and they gave it the name Moscovium. That was from yeah. Russia, which is really weird. I think uh, they are, they're probably trying to figure out... Because if you, if you master anti-gravity, you know, which is, which is what the purpose of element 115 the development of it the technology you pretty much make your own uh can make your own energy shield he even said it himself bob lazar you can you can also um, um bend light you know and make anything it surrounds cloaked yeah basically you know so you would be able to have an unstoppable tank so actually a tank that could fly yeah yeah um you could also uh you could make two points of, in time and space, uh, you know, uh, shorter. Oh, Rosa, was yeah. it a Rosa Einstein bridge? Mm-hmm. Closer, and you, and you could just pretty much step over like a, you would a or doorway. Or Rosenberg. I'm uh-huh. trying to remember. Is it Rosenberg? Make make wormholes? Mm-hmm. And, and, then, and the idea, I was thinking a lot of people, they, they oversimplify gravity with Newton. Oh, it just it's a force it pulls. No, it's not. It's, we don't even know what it we is. We don't yet. know what it is, and that's that's a huge issue. Is like, yeah, we Newton can get us so far. Einstein proved Newton was wrong, and that's why Einstein is so huge. And then, so from there, people are still trying to do, not necessarily do away with general relativity, but understand the direction it's actually taking us. Well, a lot of a, 
a lot of uh, there's a lot of competition, not with just our government, but amongst uh, the corporations of the world to develop yeah. uh, technology, exotic technologies like this. And uh, who knows what uh, you know people actually really have, you know? Because I think they're con- they don't want us to have that technology just yet. Because if it was if anti gravity existed, we that'd be a way for us to get the hell off this planet. Yeah, we'd be able to we'd be able to, uh, to the, terraform Mars within a hundred years. And then the aliens couldn't control us then if we got the planet. They want us here. Mm, yeah, oh, like uh, which uh, Alex Jones said, uh, the alien zoo. Yeah, we're we're alien zoo. I can't believe that. Look at the monkey. Look yeah. at the monkey. <laughs> <laughs> they're they're so funny and they're killing each other. I know. In these primitive way. <laughs> I, I these, these other guys got it down. They throw poop at each other. These guys are. Yeah. Look, we're we're it's like I said before. We're the Tijuana of the universe, man. We've got we're pretty much. Uh, that's pretty bad to say. We're the Tijuana of the universe. We're, or I don't know, Bangladesh. Yeah. You know, I you know take your pick of. Uh, uh, cities that you know are, pr- are proven not to be as uh, lawful. Of course, you know w- Wapato. <laughs> yeah, okay. W- Wapato is a yeah. It's pretty lawless over there. I grew up there, so well they got a better football team. Maybe that's the reason why. N- Wapato doesn't have a good football team, do they? This they year? always beat. They always beating the hell out of Toppenish. Yeah, yeah, when I was a kid, younger, I guess when we we're both younger, it was always Toppenish was beating Wapato. It was the other way. Oh, around. that's that's because we had good coaches back then. Yeah. Yeah, one of them went off to, if I remember right, went off to uh, be an assistant for the Seahawks or something like oh, that. Oh, yeah. Uh, Coach Wint- Bob Winter, or I can't remember. I went to school there, too, and, but, you know, it wasn't like I paid attention to the football. Yeah. I was more interested in uh, uh, the movie of the week, you know. <laughs> um, good, what is it, good flicks, bad flicks? That's what you're interested in? Oh, uh, uh, good, bad Watching flicks. Watching B-rated yeah. horror films, waxwork. I used to work at a video store, man. <laughs> yeah, uh-huh. I loved. I love watching all those uh, those uh, late night cable B rated um, flicks. Were pretty good. It's not a bad childhood. No, not not not. It wasn't like a. It wasn't the best. I mean, I'm pretty sure having a parent that owned a Hollywood Video would have been better. Yeah, <laughs> or a Blockbuster. Yeah, yeah. Oh, they finally shut down to one of the last ones. Really? Yeah, I think the, there was two open left. Uh, one in Alaska and one down in. Uh, Springfield, Oregon. I'm not kidding you. There was two blockbusters still left. They were independent wow. chain, of course, um, and they uh, had their own. Uh, they had their. They had their own. They, they were pretty much owned uh, separately from the franchise, and the owners just kept them open. And millennials don't know what blockbuster is. When they watch, when they watch Captain Marvel, they're like, "What is this? What are these places they're referencing? What's blo- <laughs> What's Radio Shack?" <laughs> I, uh, I actually miss Radio Shack because I could go get all the radio gear I need from Radio Shack. Instead, I got to order it from really expensive places instead of being able to build it. Tower Records. Don't forget Tower Records. Yeah, Tower Records. Uh, Waves. Yeah. What was it in the Valley Mall? Waves Music. I used to work at the arcade there, Games and Fun, which was amazing because I could just lock the door and read a book in the back. And uh, my my personal favorite, which I place I love to go, which I didn't know did not exist, was Off the Record. Yeah, Off the Record. God, I really missed that place. That was a fun place to go. Uh, I because they had more of the old, hard to find stuff that you know you really, really couldn't, you didn't see anywhere. 
Uh, one of well, my, you can probably find it now on the internet, but uh, that's what killed it, and that's pretty much what killed. But you know, there, there's something to be said about the, you know, the feel of looking for that record, you know, and being able to, you know, preview it before you, you know, go go take it home. Buy but it, it might home. it might come back in a different form. Like what was that song? Video killed the radio star, but all of a sudden, podcasts are like blowing up left and right. Mm-hmm. So I mean, and then you still hear people like Brook and Jubal in the morning on the radio. And other people in our local station, like Blaze, you hear them on the radio. So, I don't. I don't think radio's dead. People. People have a. They like it. Yeah. 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 Which is probably going to be. Uh, what we, I hope they. I don't know what the numbers are, but that show this weekend is probably going to be sold out. Which one? Oh, uh, the one they're throwing at the uh, at work. Um, Tone Loke and Vanilla Ice and. Uh, is, are they actually showing up, or are they lookalikes? I, it's, they're supposed to be showing up, Bismarcky, uh, oh. yeah, uh, they're and Color Me Bad, and then uh, across town in Yakima, or not, you know, in Yakima, they're having a uh, Ja Rule and Shante. Really? Yeah, same night, and then uh, next week, if they can manage it, uh, Sir Mixlot's supposed to be at uh, at the place to uh, to uh, show uh, off promote, his wares. No, promote the, his new game shamelessly promote his new game <laughs> well, which he lives, I, yeah which he lives he lives right in washington so yeah that's cool yeah uh, i've got to meet him like this will be my like sixth or seventh time actually getting to see him i got to, person. I, I got to meet west duty when he was here yeah he's, yeah, he's like yeah. really a short guy he's not i've actually met him twice uh i met him once in santa fe he was shamelessly intoxicated but he was very a very gentlemanly like person <laughs> Man, if I was when I was a kid, he no, he was he was a really nice guy. If if I was an actor, man, I'd be shamelessly dedicated to man. No, this was back in like the early nineties too. So that was probably like when um you know Dances with Wolves uh, around that time and those other movies he was in. For all of those who don't know much about Native Americans that are listening out there, uh, the one uh, stere- negative stereotype is probably uh, kind of somewhat true. We're, it's very easy for us to uh, <laughs> to uh, get uh, get drunk. <laughs> I don't think it's easy. I think what people, what, what I've experienced is like natives can just keep drinking and they don't pass out or get sick. It just they can keep going and going and going. And, Dude, if I remember, and they don't stop. If I remember right, there's something about our in the enzymes in our in our blood. That don't quite absorb alcohol the same way. Yeah, it doesn't. It, do, it doesn't it does. digest as well, or something like that. And then you go to a, a native party, and they're like still awake, partying at seven in the morning, and you can't tell if they're drunk or sober. I once lived with uh, these guys um, when I lived in Yakima. I lived with uh, some, some natives, and I swear I, I can't. Okay, I left for work, and when I left for work, I don't know how they got it. But uh, or or exactly, you know how they paid for it. But I came home uh, to because I was on my I was uh, on my getting ready to uh, I went and ate something, came back home, and there was like fifteen cases of beer stacked on one of it was it was taller than me. They probably stole it. <laughs> I don't know exactly. <laughs> I care not to speculate. Uh, I just I was like I just okay. I guess I'm gonna I'll have a few cold ones when I get home. And I came home, and this was and this was a part time job I worked at uh, for for the local newspaper. And I came home, which was only a four hour shift, 
And all that beer was gone in between five people. I could not comprehend how the hell do you drink that much beer within five hours or four hours? Chug, straight chug. <laughs> how, you know, uh, and these weren't very large pe- individuals either. They were, they were, uh, they were all smaller than me. <laughs> it's always the smaller, skinnier guys who can drink a lot. Yeah, they can for drink. For some reason. Wow. I was just like, wow. I was surprised the toilet was overflowing with urine. <laughs> It really was. I was surprised. Maybe it was one of those uh, time slips. Oh, and I didn't even get one. I think I got maybe three beers, and they were all warm, and that was just because they uh, somebody had forgotten them in the, fo- in the folds in the couch. <laughs> I had to go I had to go hunt for those, and uh, I had to keep them on me to keep them from being drinking. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but, yeah, uh, I've always been a, a, kind of a six-pack kind of guy. Meh, you know, right around there is my limit, and that's what I'll call it a day, you know, because uh, I don't uh, believe in getting too intoxicated. No, I don't even do that anymore. Yeah, I don't think I can. I'm, my age has limited me well, so much. Well, that's when the aliens can get it, get at you. <laughs> Seriously. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah, you know, both the, earthbound and... <laughs> you know, the Vatican says it's it's demons. I'm like, no, it's the aliens. They're the ones that want it. Yeah. Oh. They, they want to control your mind. Yeah. Pretty much terraforming, if I remember right, was uh, brought up. Uh, it was pretty much a uh, term that was made by a guy named uh, uh, Jack Williamson. He, he wrote uh, first came up with it in a short story he wrote in 1942 called uh, "Collision Course" or "Collision Orbit." Yeah, it was a. It was, but it, there's a lot of people who said that there was some uh previous work that kind of like uh just uh that kind of had this idea before before he did before he wrote about it he just was the kind of guy who came up with a name that stuck yeah kinda, to, you know he coined a ter- um, term everybody who do for for people who don't know terra basically means earth right. and form you know is pretty much self-explanatory um is a concept that we have actually been brought up in the last few years by guys like Elon Musk, yeah, um, to uh, try to uh, make um, other He's planets like Mars um, to be somewhat like a Earth-like planet, where we don't have to go searching, you know, amongst the stars. With like with that new this new uh, uh, satellite they just uh, sent up called TESS. I think it was sent up about two years ago. We just year saw ago. one. Me and Christy were just outside right here and we just saw something burning up in the atmosphere. I don't know if it was a satellite or if it was a meteorite, but it was pretty bright. Meteorite. Meteorite. Yeah. No, it was pretty big and we saw it burn up. Oh, yeah. They, there's some that can, or as big as uh, Volkswagens that can, they're, they're, they're all, always touching the earth. There's always uh, something hitting the earth. Um, and I don't, I don't for a think big shooting gallery. I don't think those are the alien ones because what is it? Uh, if you can manipulate gravity, I don't think you'd experience all that drag and all that extra crap. And Stephen King ain't finding it. No, <laughs> and turning into a giant weed plant. Probably. <laughs> that 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 only happened in Oregon. <laughs> you, you ever notice how he seems to write about places in Oregon a lot? I always yeah. thought that was strange for somebody who's from back east. You know, he sure writes a lot about Oregon. Moment. Well, I mean, he write. He, what, what book did he write about Oregon? I know he writes about a lot about Maine. I mean, Maine has. A, well, there's a Portland there too. So yeah, there's a lot of similarities. 
and the I think the geography has some similarities too. Very similar. It's very eerie. Well, Stephen King's an alien too. <laughs> My wife was just commenting about uh, how could somebody write something so disturbing, such as that movie It. You know? Oh yeah. How could he write the book? Where does he get these ideas? And I was like, uh, I it came as part of his uh, the original concept of It was like it was a primordial for ancient primordial forces opposing each other and how uh, there was like the the old native american legend in his lore the way he wrote it um there was a giant turtle that represented pretty much the life force of, of the earth and uh, whatever entity it the it creature was was its opposite and they were um constantly warring with each other and uh, the the representatives of good would stand against the the evil entity, the negative energy. He always writes a lot about that. Yeah. The good versus evil. Yeah, and I always enjoy, I don't care what anybody says, I enjoyed that movie he uh, wrote, I mean that book he wrote, uh, Dreamcatcher, the one about uh, the I never Grace. read it, but I saw the movie. Yeah, The Grace, you know, the, uh, the war, the war way off the Grace, the secret war, um, that was... Duddits? Yeah. I believe there's probably some tr truth to that. I always kind of believe that celebrities, when you get to be such a celebrity at, at, at such a level, they kind of let you in just a little bit. That there, you know, something's actually is going on behind the scenes, and you're kind of briefed on it. You know, because like, like he signs into a, a Tor browser and he gets on the dark web and he gets <laughs> a special sign in, and oh, that's my daily secret that they're giving me yeah you never know i mean the, the dark web's a real thing so well the, like the nixon um the nixon uh jackie gleason story yeah i, I believe that holds some water with me because you know gleason was a he, he, a lot of people don't know who he was he, he was a huge star from the early days of uh television and he knew like everybody uh, as they were um, becoming famous, or when they were still famous, and you got to remember, Gleason was making movies all the way till the, almost like the late '80s, if I remember right. Yeah. Yeah, he had a lot of uh, he had a lot of pull in Hollywood, and he knew uh, politicians that were on the rise. You know, he I mean, he probably he was pals with John Wayne. You know, and he and John Wayne mixed with the political crowd, and he. He probably knew, and the story was is that Nixon actually showed him the bodies, you know, the, uh, from from Roswell. The graves. Yeah, and and uh, why is there, you know, why would that man who has so much to lose make up a story something like that, and especially involving a president, a sitting president, you know? So they can indoctrinate him. It's probably the aliens' way of in, indoctrinating people. <laughs> or. Um, you know the reason why they they do this in the first place is to you know plan for the day when they gotta whisk everybody you know in a blacked out bus to go to a secret you know departure point to take off with the rest of the rich guys <laughs> heading for the you know in their secret bunkers you know before you know before something happens you know uh, I don't believe that you know they're gonna totally let everybody you know, perish. They're probably going to whip. I mean, what, what good is it to be in a bunker if we don't have entertainment? I don't know. You know, you're going to be stuck down there, down there for years. And uh, you're going to need somebody to, you know, keep your, 
you know, keep things going, you know. Well, I don't think they'd even be safe from extra-dimensional beings because they'd... Usually most of the bunkers are, aren't they usually by nukes too? And then the aliens are known to always show up at spots where there's nukes. Don't forget, they could probably have, they might really have some uh, um, allergic reaction or not unable to affect certain elements within uh, mountains, you know, uh, such as in their mineral deposits in certain places. Maybe that's why, you know, uh, uh, they, they, these bunkers are in such odd, out of the way places, you know, uh, some of them are mostly mis ex-missile uh, places, uh, abandoned military facilities. Or uh, we're led to believe that. Well, I've seen this one YouTube video where there was this uh, documentary about how this uh, there was this there was this giant uh, complex for a fallout shelter for uh, like the one percenters that actually had pretty much it had an indoor um, beach. Yeah, that's how massive the the this cavern was. It had it had a waterfall, its own ecosystem, and these guys, um, these ex-military uh, personnel, were um, paid to maintain it. And these, uh, they, the shelters had uh, like these almost miniature apartments, you know, with the like the with the outside uh, pictures, you know, in the window in the place in the places the windows make you feel the illusion of you're actually still living outside it almost seems like they're going to create their own tombs yeah maybe, maybe that's no, going back to a prior prior show maybe that's what ha actually happened to the previous builders of the pyramids maybe they thought they were going to be sheltered in there but they just turned them into tombs one thing my brother pointed out to me is is this uh maybe that's the reason why they bust all these doomsday cultists you know is they don't want competition in the apocalyptic uh, landscape they don't want anybody else comp competing for resources and uh you know uh having their their resources rated you know if it makes sense in, in a sense because you know these guys are building up uh arsenals you know to fight and <laughs> to fight wars that haven't happened yet yeah and uh once the you know whatever is going to happen happen you know you're going to see different factions go to war with each other to take over what's left of the earth for no reason either it's it's humans it's just for our entitlements too that's all they're really fighting over is entitlements and, and the biggest problem is in our country is is we think oh they deserve their entitlements so they should be allowed to tell us what to do and what to think and in essence that just makes us cattle <laughs> yeah Amer america is pretty it's pretty much the leader in that train of thought of how we are entitled to everything on the earth and everybody should think we're the greatest. And you know, you know, I lived, you know, I was here all my life, and that's pretty arrogant. It's very yeah. arrogant. Yeah, we are the consumer. We're the consumers of everything else. And and when I say that, I mean like everything else. We eat most of the world's food production. We produce most of the world's food. Then we hoard it to. Uh, we pay people not to grow it, so we don't have to. Uh, compete with somebody else's uh, agriculture and when that food could be grown and fed to the you know poor yeah uh we could have been shipped to a poor country that we consume a quarter of the world's natural um, fuel resources yet and uh we consume uh, more of the world's wealth than any other pretty much any other country hell we got one state that can if it was its own country california it, yeah it'd be the fifth richest country in the world yeah, if, if if it was its own little uh, dem, uh, country, 
And there was, I remember that talk about that. I don't know if that's ever still going to happen. But about two years ago, they were talking about that. It was got some serious ground. They were, they were going to, there was a referendum to make uh, California its own separate uh, country. Country, yeah. I remember, what is it, a while ago, was it? Maybe it's still going on in our own state, Washington State, how the eastern part of the state wanted to secede from the west. Yeah. And, and then because they want their electoral votes counted for, you know, their candidate. Well, if we start doing that, maybe they should just get rid of the electoral college and go with popular votes. If we did that, then Hillary would be your guy's sitting president. Because yeah. she got the popular vote. Al Gore would have been your president. <laughs> the way I always thought it was is uh, the popular vote decides who the president is and maybe the electoral can decide who your vice president is. I don't think a lot of people really understand that. The electoral college is a group of people who are decided, well, you voted for this person, so we're going to vote for this person. I mean, it's it's really a really screwed up system. Yeah. Because you already get the numbers coming in saying who won the popular vote. Why do you need all these, ex, you know, these... You vote, and then all of a sudden it's decided by a smaller group of people. It makes no sense at all. I mean, yeah, to the lawmakers it makes sense because... Uh, keeps them in power. It keeps them in power. Keeps everybody confused and looking, you know, uh, what they're pointing at, and when you really should be looking to the other way. Yeah. To see what's uh, they're writing behind your back. <laughs> I, th- I think Obi-Wan Kenobi was right when he said, don't trust the politicians. And he meant all of them. And that's what Luke's problem, not Luke, Anakin. Anakin's problem was he trusted one of them, whereas the Jedi never trusted any of them. <laughs> and, you know, that harkens back to the older orders, if you think the older older warrior classes, they would always take over because they never trusted any politician. I, and yeah. they were always supposed to be straightforward. I, I, I hardly ran into any any sci-fi fans that didn't think the Empire was a Republican-based, you know, politics. <laughs> No, it is. It is. Yeah, it's based it was right there in the name, uh, the, the the old republic. Yeah, and there you go. Yeah. And uh, what did they turn him into? Yeah, an, an empire. You know, um, right at the top. Hey, who could doubt that Dick Cheney was almost you know two steps away from being uh, Darth Vader? Yeah. Yeah, you ever hear except him talk? for uh, except for uh, you know Bush was more like Rick Rick Moranis and freaking Spaceballs. <laughs> <laughs> That's where they screwed up. You ever heard Dick Cheney talk? He he always had you know, he always takes a deep breath when he's uh, getting ready to say so. Well, you know when we went to Iran for you know Iraq the first time, you know, you like know, he's Darth Vader. Yeah, he was, he was kind of, it was kind of, <laughs> yeah, it was, it was kind of it was kind of you know from a such a small corner of the uh, United States too. I don't know if you've ever been to Wyoming. Yeah, I have. What a I'm, no insulted Wyoming, you know, beautiful. Beautiful place, but wow, miles and miles of nothing uh, you know look at. But that's just like Montana. So you know. and when you're a big Indian guy, you get stared at weird in certain parts. It's like <laughs> Montana. You get to look at you like, who who is that? He's gonna do something. I know he is. Why why is he? He's eating eggs and steak. I think he's still up to something. Oh, he's paying. <laughs> no, he's got to be up to something. Yeah. Oh. Oh, he's paying with a debit card, not an EBT. He's got his no, he's still he's still up to something. <laughs> and I know that's exactly how they think. And people can't say that's not how they think. No, no, it is. That is how they you, think. If you've ever been to places like um, Butte, um, Zula. Uh, <laughs> no, Butte was like that. That's exactly what happened to me. I went in there in a restaurant one day. I was tired. I had, I had a bus. was going to my cousins. They all stared at me. 
And there's a reason they stare at me is maybe because I was the, the wrong persuasion. They see a swarthy looking character walk through the door and he sits down to eat. <laughs> well, they're typing, they're type of natives they're used to dress very different, talk very different, and look very different, you know. Oh. And they're not used to anybody who's from not in their sphere of the world, their sphere of the world, their view of the world. Yeah. And uh, it's kind of a strange thing. I really felt that in Rapid City in North, in uh, South Dakota. Wow. <laughs> I just could not believe uh, how much, that was a culture shock for me because I hadn't been back there in many years. And this was just uh, at the right, at the height of uh, the whole Trump um, campaign. Yeah. Man, you really knew who the hell, you know, you uh, those people were voting they, for. They automatically think, oh, you're, you're it, and some people say, well, quit making it a race thing. And I'm like, well, a lot of people automatically assume because you're brown, oh, you're voting liberal then. Well, you're not voting for Trump either? Well, why would I vote for either of them? I don't like either of them. Why do I have to vote? I wish there was a third choice. I really do. There should be. I mean. If there was uh, some, I hate to say it, but if there there were some people with some some balls, they would definitely start a third party. Yeah, a really good, decent third party. One that has actually has a chance and stands on some uh, politics that everybody can agree with. Um, Ralph Nader um, had a good chance. Uh, what was his name? Uh, Ross Perot. Yeah, Ross Perot. Yeah, you know, running on the independent ticket. Uh, a lot of people like this politics. Just too bad he didn't have a wider appeal to the American public. He did, you know, in some in some polls, he dominated a lot of uh, the 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 voting. You know how yeah. they, how they would they would vote. A lot of people were on the board of Clinton. He. If uh, if that whole you know uh, sex scandal thing that came out with Jennifer Flowers while you you know while he was governor, if that would have came out, uh, I think it was when he was governor, right? I don't know, but there was like two or three sex scandals. Yeah, he's had quite a few, and yeah. a lot of those people like associated with that, those scandals ended up dead, which is kind of crazy. Oh yeah, well don't forget. Uh, he was. You know, we were just talking about that. Uh, his pals with Epstein. Yeah. Now that 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 in itself is a, is a, a little bit. No, I'm sorry. Jennifer Flowers is still alive, and that was in '98. Yeah, I think that's when he settled it, right? I I don't I don't know. I'm I'm looking at Wikipedia, folks, and I'm I'm shamelessly look at it all the time. <laughs> um, but I also have uh, other sources. I could double check through. Well, I just remember you know he if that would have came out during that time during his. His uh, even his uh, second term, you know, run, that probably would have, you know, shot him dead in the water, you know. Uh, in Perot might have been president, you know. Uh, Who else was running then? Well, don't forget on the fir- on the, fir- the his first term, he was running against uh, George Bush yeah, Senior. Yeah, H.W. Mm-hmm. And uh, he didn't, and he just proved to be the more popular guy, even though Bush had won a war. S- Slick Willie. And, you know, he pulled an upset against Republicans, which they never forgot. This will throw a loop for to some people, but I actually, I like the Bushes. That'll throw a loop for some people. I'm not really a big fan of Clinton's. I did like, I like Barack Obama. I think he was a great president. I don't, I don't know about Trump. I think he's just, I think he's misunderstood because he's too much of a smart ass and wants to be mouthy with people. 
I really. I mean, they, they, they watched that video where they did the National Prayer Day, and he's so awkward. He, but he's just like, all these other people take it seriously, and he just was, man, he was just trying to pull one-liners through that whole thing. So I'm like, okay, he wants to be funny, but he didn't do it like Bush did. Bush had actual candor. You know, he had some humility when he was doing it, so. The one person, the Republican, I wish... Could, I could have saw as president, who I, and I said it before, and I'll say it again. I wish I could have saw John McCain as as president. But you know, John McCain would have made yeah, a great president. I, yeah, I believe so. You know, uh, right after uh, Clinton left office, I think he would have been a great president. You know, I think he would have been able to have, you know, hands in both parties. You know, because he was yeah. that kind of guy. He he brought he brought the uh, people who were divided together. He was that kind of a senator. And he was known for that. And he's a war hero. Yeah, there's people who say different. You know, the people he was there with, supposedly, he, he you know, not everything happened according to what uh, they said. But, you know, hey, I wasn't there. I uh, wasn't I'm there not, either. I'm, I'm not going to dispute, you know, what he uh, McCain said, and he made a man rest in peace. I ain't going to disparage his memory. No. It's not, that's not what I but, but I thought he was a good... Uh, that's one of those things I think people do purposely, like... Because because he's on this political party, let's disparage him like they did to John Kerry. Let's disparage John. Let's let's talk crap about his military service because he wants. He's a Democrat. I mean, like what they all served. What the heck? And I don't think back then they were worried about what political party they were on. They were just worried about not getting shot. Yeah, yeah wanting to come home. Yeah, you know, and, uh, Kerry. I I kind of felt that you know he missed it. He just didn't have that charisma, you know, that you needed to beat um, to get that Republican vote in for you. You know, everybody who vote because there's people um, who vote on both sides all the time. Yeah. I mean, there's some things, you know, I feel very liberal about. There's things I feel uh, very Republican about. I mean, do I want gun control? Yeah, to a degree. Do I want my guns taken away? Hell no. You know, uh, do I want uh, more, you know... A tougher criminal justice system, yes. But do I? But do I want it to be fair to the point where they're letting people out you know, all the time? No. You know, I want. You know, there's got to be some kind of compromise for. You know, and that's why I think a third party would be great. You know, there's got to be somebody out there. I mean, I bet you if you got some of the guys from Duck Dynasty <laughs> to run, you know, to run right down the middle, they would probably get the. They'd probably get that vote. Yeah, they probably uh, would. One of them would be the president. <laughs> like, can you imagine Willie? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and he'd probably have uh, his brother Jeb, you know, as a, you know, as a as a vice president. Well, I think that'd be cool. You know, make America great, greater again. I mean, if America's already being made great again, how do you go from there to make America greater? <laughs> yeah, it's like one of those things: better, good, better, best. I don't know. God, I really like that show. I kind of wish it was still on the air. I never watched it. I did. I thought it My, was. Uh, no, no, those guys were kind of cool. Uh, they uh, adopted kids of uh, different races. I don't know. The younger brother did, and uh, the one of the other. Uh, they, they didn't fly on Epstein's plane, did they? After they did that, <laughs> no, no, they were downright. Um, you know, reminded me of uh, people I knew in my childhood. Uh, you know, kind. You know, uh, you know, kind of. You yeah. know, God-fearing white people that I, you know, that were friends with the, my my mother's village and friends of the 
of uh, the tribe down there. You know, they were no, just nothing. Nothing wrong with God fearing white people. Yeah, I mean, they, they didn't make you feel funny or out of place. They, they, they talked to you like a person, and they, as long as you showed respect, and you know, they didn't. Yeah, yeah. I kind of, I kind of really uh, gravitated toward you know the way they looked at things, and I kind of appreciated that. You know, at the same time, you know, they respected that I had a culture of my own, and they didn't disparage it, and I respected their views and what they, what they. We, how the way they looked at the world and that's cool and i kind of like so that's the reason why i kind of like that show is because it really spoke to that, <laughs> that old country that uh, old vibe yeah that that you know that i grew up with and you know which you don't see anymore very much anymore because everybody's leaving the farms and going to the big cities and nobody wants to be growing food anymore you know i know i know some farmers out here they yeah. grow food yeah um i, I really respect the I really respect people like that because, you know, that takes a lot of, that's a lot of hard work. Yeah, it is. It's, um, what is it? I know some carpenters. I mean, working hard like that. I mean, a lot of guys, they, they're like already physically broken by the time they're like 40. They don't want to do it anymore. That's kind of, I mean, it's kind of sad these guys do this backbreaking labor. And then they reach a point where they really can't work. And then... I feel like our society disparages them for that. Like, oh, well, you should just keep going until you're 70 and then, or until you roll out, roll over dead. I feel like there's like that old mentality, though, old industrialized mentality. And it's not like a farming mentality, it's an industrial. That was part of the industrial revolution. Well, we have lights now. You can work longer. Yeah. <laughs> you can work longer. We have lights. That work all day and all night. That means you can work longer, and these engines can stay on longer. So that means you can work longer and harder, and you're going to make me richer. Yeah, and this whole trade war that Trump is is involved with with China, it's really hurting the the, the people, you know, the farmers. Yeah. And uh, so I've seen uh, some of these news reports on like uh, not just uh, CNN, but you know, a few on Fox. You know, where they're talking about you know how the farmers are getting hurt. It hit pretty hard where they're having to take out a loan just to keep afloat, you know, and uh, they're not, they don't know if they're going to be able to recover, even if uh, it goes uh, to back to the way it was previously. What's, what's really weirdest too is to me is, I, is a lot of them still vote Republican. They just, I think, I think it's just a, I think it's the whole, once the Republican party became God's party, they'll have to vote for that. Even though I know, what is it? Uh, you know, according to the Bible, you know, if if you're if there's a leader and he's in power, they're appointed by God. But for some reason, I've heard this from Christians. So Trump's a great leader because he's 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 Republican, so he's appointed by God. It's a really weird social thing. You know, it's like one of those weird social contracts. But Barack Obama's no, he wasn't appointed by God. He's a devil automatically well okay he's a mo secret muslim yeah he's secret yeah. muslim so that means he he must be evil you know he wasn't appointed by well you can't keep saying if every leader is appointed by god if you guys go out and they're going out and visiting these same guys are going out visiting gaddafi and praying for him so i'm like okay it's like uh here's a mass murderer you're praying for and you you're just saying this guy was a lawyer who became president so now it's like evil it's, it, it makes no sense like you gotta look at it like it really makes no sense i think it's just that sink or swim mentality you know they gotta go with it 
you know we have to win no matter you? what well i'm gonna stand over here and you guys go all run off the cliff together <laughs> you know you know god fearing you just, know just leave it, me alone it, you know god fearing people who want to get behind a guy who's on his third what fourth wife yeah yeah and has a very have very backwards mentality when it comes to dealing with women and i think all of them were, have been uh, immigrants <laughs> Haven't they? <laughs> yeah. None of them were American. I'm just like, oh my God. Uh, well, no, uh, see, no, there was one. I think it was the first one. Uh, I can't remember her name. I just remember Iv- Ivana and Ivanka. Kind of, you know, the, uh, I think Ivanka was the third one. Ivana was the second one where she divorced him and took him for half his money. And she actually kind of crowed about it in that, in that one flick, the first wives club. Um, yeah, I got dragged to yeah, oh, I, thought that, I thought that was like a star in Star Magazine or the Enquirer. Oh, she was on the cover of People Magazine for after that divorce. Wow, she was really famous for taking down you know one of uh, America's famous rich men. You know she, you know uh, she was at the end of the movie uh, for anybody who was interested, and she just says, "Don't get mad, you know, get half." Yeah. You know, take him for half, you know. She uh, did take him for half, too. Yeah. That's why they, I think a lot of people kind of opened their eyes after the whole Johnny Carson and the Trump divorce. Yeah, maybe marriage isn't what it's cracked up to be, you know. Maybe, you know, it's become a, it's become a, a almost an occupation for some um, uh, members of the opposite sex. Yeah. Well, yeah. like guys like Trump disparage it, I, I believe. I mean, the, I mean, it's... They, I mean, you look at guys like uh, Franklin Graham. They want to put him on a pedestal. Um, Don't forget Al Franken. Yeah. He was a Democrat. From, That's true. You know, he wasn't, in a, in a, I mean, uh, why why resign if what you're, uh, if you're not guilty? You know, he's getting ready to go back on the radio. I don't know if you knew that. No. Yeah. Uh, He's gonna do. He's, he's gonna do a show again. Um, he started Air America like years back. It's like a the sounding board of the Democrats. You know. You know, as a p- opposition to Rush Limbaugh and s- some of the other conservatives out there. Uh, they, they wanted to do. So that's how he kind of got to his start. Because uh, you know, to to get the idea of going into politics. Because remember, he was on uh, Saturday Night Live years back. Yeah, I remember that as a kid. Yeah, not bad. Uh, not my favorite, but you know he's not my favorite uh, bit, um, play time actor on that show. But um, I really loved uh, the way he went after some of the politicians in uh, you know during the Senate hearings. I was wow, it was pretty eye eye opening. I wa- I watched some of those today. And I'm like really like they're they're really doing this even john Kerry said that when he was being interviewed by that one republican kid i'm like he was like so you have a ba in political science so you have a ba in a pseudoscience and i'm like this guy is ben shapiro he's he's no he was like i was like oh my god this guy's like a complete idiot like and he's elected official and i'm not talking about john Kerry, and i'm talking about this republican kid i'm like (laughs) it's like nobody in their right mind should be elect you know i'm gonna throw a label on myself and get elected and be an idiot so i mean i'm not saying i'm not trying to be a sounding board for the democrats but i'm like you gotta look at you, there's idiots and people who aren't idiots 
you don't have to be the smartest man in the room, but you have to have the smartest people working for you. But this guy just was, <laughs> man, I was, I was, I felt, this guy's not going to, yeah, I, was, I don't know, it was bad. The American politics is going through, I think it's getting ready to, getting ready to evolve into something else. Because, you know, it's gotten to the point where the corporations are dumbing down, uh, you, know, the, you know, everything for for the candidates they need in office to get there. I, I keep thinking of Final Fantasy VII. It, we're just Shenra, and all of a sudden we're going to break the core of the Earth, and then aliens are going to come and invade. <laughs> Things like that. I mean... it's You're probably right. For, that's as good a theory as any, man. Because <laughs> uh, the way this world's heading, I don't think we're going to see you know uh, the sunlight and you know on a clear day you know, in 50 years or take a deep breath we, yeah. we could i mean I, I think humans have this ability to survive anything and and, and i look at the data and I, I i go back and people have been saying stuff's been bad with the climate for like the last if you actually look at some of the records like last hundred years or so i mean people have been predicting bad things for a while now um Miami City's going underwater. Uh, yeah. They have to build like a foot by a certain point. Build the whole city like a foot up by a certain point, else it's going to be underwater. So, um, New Orleans is always is always getting flooded. Yeah. And it seems like every uh, tropical storm, they're always watching it where it goes. Galveston got hit pretty hard that last time. Our good friend Aaron, you know, Aaron, uh, was watching that, you know, on the news because that affected people he knew back yeah. on, back in Texas, you know, and uh, you know it's 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 real easy for us to you know sit there and feel safe, you know, and because we're far away from that, it's just a matter of time before yeah. the, the Northwest gets hit. It's going to be just a matter of time before things are going to start going south up here. I mean, it already has to a degree. With the forest well, with the fires, fires yeah, things like that. You know, uh, with the you know the volcano mountain <laughs> right over the ridge. You know, well, geez. people have been saying. I re- I read some stuff like where they're saying harp, they're using harp in Alaska to start the fires, mm-hmm. or even aliens are starting fires. Now, one thing that was really weird is when I kept driving down to the Tri Cities, is I kept seeing these shadows, like long strips of, sh- of shadow up in the sky and then like we drove back and there's like a huge fire on the side of the hill there's one thing uh my brother-in-law said to me he says you don't have to worry about uh you know all those a lot natural causes ain't really the cause sometimes of some of these fires we have it's just um some guys who are wanting to you know get some work and they start the fires themselves really yeah and they don't really you know, they uh, don't really intend for it to get so big. They just want to do, they just want to work for, you know, a few days and get some, you know, extra cash. Because, you know, firefighting pays a lot. Yeah. I'm not saying, I'm not going to say he, he said that directly, but it does happen. You know. Uh, you I know. wouldn't be surprised. There's I, like frauds in every line of work. It doesn't matter. You can slap a uniform on something. I mean, that's, that's why I, I always say that as like work doesn't matter what you do. is nothing more than cosplay anymore. You wear a uniform. It's yeah. You, your experiences are real. I'm not saying they're not real, but I was like, when you, it's it's cosplay. Yeah, I, there was some somebody that got found guilty of doing that somewhere in Arizona, if I remember right, 
Um, I don't know if you ever seen that movie Firestorm with uh, Huey Long. No, that was that was like the the Howie, wasn't it? Howie, Howie Long. Yeah. yeah, I was like, uh, Howie. When he's, I, I, I just remember seeing the trailer where he pops out of the water and he's like throwing. So it was an axe. axe. I'm yeah, like, cool. oh man, that's a good movie. I don't know if I watch it. Every uh, a lot of the guys who uh, f- uh, fought fires, they point that movie out to as being their their favorite until some of these other ones came out. Their go to. Yeah, that was. What was the other one with John Travolta? Oh, that was John Travolta. Like Engine Fifty something. Yeah. No, there was one that came out a long time ago. Backdraft. It wasn't Backdraft. It came out, I think, in the later 2000s or mid-2000s. And I was thinking, all they're doing is they're hanging out in bars, singing fire, drinking Bud Light. I was like, this is just a beer commercial. I was like, it was one long beer commercial. I was like, it was pointless to watch What was that one with Dennis Leary that lasted for like seven seasons or something like that? Rescue Me? Yeah. Yeah, I kind of liked that one. That That hit right at the right time. Thank God for Dennis Leary. You know that was. I think the the ratings were getting ready to kill that show, and then nine eleven happened, and they did a whole, like a whole episode dedicated to uh, you know you know what that what that day was like for them. You know, in New York City. Yeah, I never did get to finish watching that show. Really? Uh, yeah. Uh, I've been. It's probably like Chicago Fire. Probably got repetitive oh, over and over, like the same storyline. My or wife she, watches that. Chicago PD. They're like, wow, this is. How do you use the same story every single episode, and then you, you people still watch it? It's what, it's amazing. What I never, what I always, uh, what I was always uh, amazed by was how many of the beautiful people are in that oh, yeah. show. You, you drive down the local firehouse, see how how they look. <laughs> yeah. You got you got rigged. <laughs> You know, uh, uh, models working, you know, underwear models working, you know, in firefighter uniforms in that show, man. Uh, it's kind of unbelievable, you know. Yeah. Yeah, it's like uh, the only person that was somewhat, um, uh, you know, authentic was probably Mouch. You know, I don't know if you ever seen Chicago Fire, but there was a character under, they call him that because he was... Uh, was he that was, the guy with the beard or the, the chin stash? The, yeah, yeah. He was also in uh, that movie... Uh, that with a Gerard Butler Citizen on Fire or Citizen uh, uh, that where Gerard Butler kills all the now you're mixing now that. you're mixing your revenge stories you're mixing the Gerard Butler one with the <laughs> yeah. Denzel Washington one oh yeah Man on Fire Man on I can't remember the name that it was a uh, but he was in that too as one of the killers and that Gerard Butler got um, got revenge on it was a good it was a good movie. Um, so we, we see we we got off track on the talk. We're supposed to be talking about terraforming aliens, and we talked about <laughs> politics and then, and then. But 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 I think it. Well, we got we got to have that fun episode every once in yeah, a while. Yeah, fun episode. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I'd, I wish I was. Uh, we were on topic, but I think it was just that point where we got to talk about something. Uh, that uh it's been on my back of my mind it was lately has been this Brett, whole Brett, election thing yeah the whole election well yeah. this this next year oh yeah this, this can... talks just for aaron whitlow too since i know he's gonna like it so much if he listens and rusty krueger rusty krueger <laughs> yeah i don't i don't like obama i know why you really don't like obama <laughs> you hate that if you listen <laughs> i know why oh man i wish i could find that uh wish i could find that interview where they had him on tv uh, that was oh dumb. when he was saying oh we, about the the all the illegals they had working at that restaurant yeah not that I was gonna laugh at Rusty I just wanted to see it you know I, I you I, know what's I crazy it. it was uh, El Mirador 
Yeah. So they said they had all those illegals working there, right? And so they deported a bunch of people. The food, the quality, the service was great. And then all of a sudden that happened. It went downhill and they closed. Yeah. Like, seriously. They had great service. The food, I think, I swear, tasted better. There's, if I remember right, there was also some involvement of uh, uh, the DEA they were looking into something. I'm not sure. I'm not going to speak on it. You know, I don't, I don't know. know. I don't know the details, and I don't want it to. If you know, it, I'm pretty sure the owners are innocent, and they had nothing to do. No, I, I yeah. don't think so. I'm I'm saying that even if they did have illegal people there, they were doing a ba- way better job than the people that were American citizens. And they're they're. <laughs> I got to say, their their steaks, their their their, uh, their steak fajitas was really good. It's cooked to to way I liked it. I like the was it the chorizo burrito oh. with that special sauce they put on it and the cheese. Yeah, yeah, that was pretty. That was good. my favorite. Yeah, and their bar wasn't that bad either. The tequila they didn't want it on tequila at all. I never drank, so I don't know. <laughs> uh, I don't drink anymore. That's that's you guys. I I I haven't had a drop probably in five six, five months. Oh wow. Yeah, um, it's just every once in a while. Um, it's, it's, uh, my wife kind of sobered me up. <laughs> yeah, as is as do most good wives do. They sobered yeah. their husbands up. <laughs> uh, even I quit smoking. She uh, didn't have much to do with that, but uh, it was she gave me a, a reason to. Um, she made me realize that my son is gonna copy everything I do, so I better set a better example and start exercising. That's true. So yeah, he actually. Has been mocking me when I when I when I exercise, and he thinks it's a fun game. So, <laughs> so I'm I'm trying. Unless having fun together, that's all that matters. Yeah, I'm trying. You know, so. Uh, and I'm sitting here thinking we're we're getting really late. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, oh yeah, well, wow, damn, I didn't even look yeah. at the time. Yeah, I gotta get up tomorrow early. All well, right. For all of us uh, here in Northwest, uh, big shout out to everybody out in the world. Uh, for some of our overseas listeners, thank you for and please continue supporting us. We appreciate it, uh, Mr. Gunyan. Yeah. All right, good sir. Have a good night. All right, good night. Good night.